You're listening to episode number 24 of the Brain BS podcast called Trusting the Process. Welcome to the Brain BS podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now, here's your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It's a beautiful day. It's the weekend. I actually planned on recording this podcast earlier in the week. So the brain BS I'm going to talk about took place earlier in the week. I've completely worked through all of it now and it doesn't make me think anything. But it's interesting because at the beginning of the week, I actually handled it pretty well too, which is a testament to coaching and what thought work can do for you. But so anyway, it started out on Monday no, actually, it was Tuesday, because I never weigh myself on Mondays. Never. Because after the weekend, having a little bit of wine, sometimes like my chocolate peanut butter cups, and they're low calorie, but nevertheless, they're sugar. So I never weigh myself on Mondays. This week, I usually don't weigh myself on Tuesdays, though, either, but I did this week. But before I did, I was feeling really good because I was really um, vigilant about watching the flour and the sugar, and I've been exercising a lot more, and I started boxing again, and um, really being pretty active, like more than I have in a while. I always have my walks, but now I'm upping it a notch. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get on there. I saw myself in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm okay. I'm going to get on there. And I was trying to guess like what I would weigh, right? So um, my goal weight's 145. And I really don't like to be too much over that. And I like to be between 140 and 145, but I don't make it a problem anymore that I'm usually not. Uh, And that's a little bit of mind management too. But I thought for sure I did good and I got on this scale and I was 150. Now I realized for some people that could be annoying, but my 150 is maybe like your 180 or whatever it is. It's all relative, right? There's people who weigh more than me and there's people who weigh less than me. Anyway, when I thought it would be close to 145 and it was 150, like my heart sank for a second and I got that like jolt of fear that I get when the scale goes up. But I was now able, because of all the work I've done, I was able to to really recognize it and see it and understand that worrying about it wasn't going to serve me. But sometimes you just can't turn the thought off. So you have to actually go for the feeling. So instead of analyzing the thought and doing all that stuff, I just decided to let that jolt of fear kind of come back and stay there and just breathe into it and work through it until it was gone. And it took a while, but it didn't take that long. And I came back to it a couple times because I didn't want to do it all at once because I don't think that I really thought I could because I've been getting that jolt of fear my whole life when I get on the scale and it's more than I want it to be. As it turns out, the next day, my weight came down, and that's water weight, right? And my weight fluctuates. So I am no longer making it a problem if I'm between 145 and 150. I just decided that's good enough. I could torture myself for the rest of my life trying to always be between 140 and 145, but what what would that accomplish? Absolutely nothing, because I haven't been there for a little while. 
I'm settling in to be between 145 and 150 and accepting it and loving that I'm there. And I'll bet you any amount of money, that's how I get down to 140 to 145. That's not my, that's not my primary motive. My primary motive is to feel better, to feel good, to feel at peace with myself and love myself exactly as I am. So that's the brain BS that I want to share with you before the beginning of this episode. And the episode today is one of my favorite topics and sometimes one of the hardest things for me to do, and that is trusting the process. Okay, so this week's episode was inspired by my morning walk in the forest preserve last week. And I'm going to share it with you like this. I'm going to tell you what happened and how I was initially thinking when I first became aware of an unusual situation that you don't come across all the time. And then I want to share how I changed my mindset and recognize the need to trust the process and not intervene, which doesn't always come naturally to me. And then lastly, I'm going to discuss how this lesson from the universe was timely and perfect for me in relation to my coaching business, and then how it can be relevant to you as well. So I was walking up the forest path on the other day, and when I was turning around the bend, I saw a deer walk across the street at the opposite side of the road of where I was. And then soon after, she she turned across the street again, but this time back in my direction, and then she stopped midway, and then she turned back again to the opposite side of the road and disappeared into the bushes. And I was like, what the heck is that deer doing? I've never seen a deer go back and forth like that. And I was just like wondering what is going on here. I was intrigued. But meanwhile, I also saw that a couple bicyclists had stopped to look at the deer. As I got closer, I understood why they stopped. In the tall grass was a baby fawn walking so unsteadily. It was so adorable and she was so sweet. She must have gotten turned around And like her mom went across the street without her and then she couldn't find her. So she started turning around and was going in the wrong direction away from her mom. This fawn was like the size of my dog, Ginger. Like this is a small, this is a real, I've never seen one this small before. And she was standing alone in the tall grass. And then when she got separated from her mom and she was going the wrong way, and then us humans were standing around watching her, she started totally trembling and laid down in the grass. I immediately felt 100% responsible for this fun. (laughs) Even though I'm not a deer and I'm not her mother, I totally took responsibility which is actually kind of interesting because there was two other guys there and they didn't feel the need to take responsibility. So I kind of think that's worthy of pointing out how us women always like to try to take care of everyone and take responsibility for everything and how the guys can just get on their bike and ride off. So of course my brain BS kicked in and my mind went to concerns that the mother was possibly rejecting the baby and then safety concerns because the fawn was so vulnerable And there are so many coyotes in the area. So I'm getting myself all worked up in a tizzy, all worried for this deer. These two other guys leave. And then it finally permitted me to be able to burst into tears in peace. Yes, I did. I I burst into tears. I can't tell you, seeing that little baby fawn, I had like this overwhelming sense of love for this precious little baby. I kept looking for the mom to come back and finally decided that I was probably the reason why she wasn't coming back. So I found a marker in the grass and there was actually a garbage bag on the side of the road so that I knew exactly where the baby fawn was. 
Now, I didn't want to keep walking and go get my exercise. I was reluctant to do that because I was worried about her. But I knew people couldn't see her because she was laying down and the grass was so tall. Because I kind of um, watched people walk by to make sure that they couldn't see her because then I thought that would scare her even more. So I started walking north to continue getting my exercise. And then when I looked back, I saw a deer across the street just standing there. And I'm pretty sure, well, I felt pretty certain that it was a mom. So I felt a rush of hope that everything was going to be fine. But of course, because I have a brain, as I continue to walk further north, my brain kept offering me, but what if that isn't the mom deer? And what if the baby's there when you get back? What are you going to do? Who do I call? Because it's always hard to find the right number to call when we find injured animals in the wild. And then I thought, how long is it going to take them to get there if I do call? Because I had obligations fulfill and appointments on my calendar. But immediately I decided that ensuring the safety of the fawn was my primary concern for the day. So while I walked, I worked on my mind management to come up with a plan and gain some clarity around the situation, which is awesome for me when I'm walking. Um, That's just a little aside. If you ever have to clear your head and you really need to get your thoughts in order, there's nothing like walking out in nature to help you with that. So I knew that in order to feel peace of mind, I had to choose my thoughts on purpose and distance myself from indulging in any of these emotions that were getting me all worked up into tizzy and not serving me. I had to find the right balance where I loved the way I showed up to this situation, but also respectfully acknowledged my limitations and accepted the reality of the situation. So I came up with a plan for what to do if I went back and the fawn was still there. My husband and I, we had just been on bike rides like a day or two before then, And we came across a baby owl. I don't know if it was a baby, but it was an injured owl. It was so fat and furry that I didn't even know what it was at first. I couldn't even wrap my head around it. But we saw this owl and we were so worried about it. And we called all these numbers to try to figure out how to help them. But none of them took birds. But so meanwhile, yes, the universe always provides. We had numbers for who to call if it was an animal. And a a person in the area that would come and get them. So I I remembered that and I was like, okay, perfect. I do have a number that I could call. I figured I could ask that expert, you know, that rescues animals on whether I should touch the animal or not or what I should do and how I should handle the situation. So that made me feel better about that part of it. But the part that I really have to wrap, had to wrap my head around, and this is what us humans have to do, is accepting the reality of the situation. And that the outcome is going to be whatever it's supposed to be, regardless of what I want it to be. So it could be that this fawn's not going to be reunited with its mother. It could be that the baby fawn's going to be killed by coyotes. It could be that when I go back, it's not going to be there. And it could be that it is, and the rest of my morning is going to be taken up, taking care of it. So I had to just accept that it could go all kinds of different ways except that it was happening for me and not to me, and that I just had to kind of go with it and show up as the best version of myself as I could be and just not not make it a problem and not get, don't like indulge in all these excessive emotions and getting myself all worked up because that's not going to help anybody. Having that clarity and having a plan in place 
was really helpful. And then I just stayed in the present for the rest of the walk until I got back to where the baby fawn was. I just looked at the lagoon was sparkling with the sun shining down on it. The trees were beautiful. It was a blue sky and uh, like a sunny day. It was just beautiful outside. So I really got into a place that I had gratitude for that and appreciated it. And then as I got closer to the spot, the baby fawn was gone and I saw a, well, I'm calling her the mom deer, but I'm not sure it's hers. But that mom was right by where the baby used to be. So I was thrilled to see that the baby wasn't there and the mom was. I mean, I can honestly say I experienced pure joy and absolute gratitude that this situation wasn't my responsibility. So my heart was pretty full. And I was grateful I wouldn't be spending the morning handling all this and that the farm was safe and sound. And it was, it was then that the lesson hit me, which is that we have to trust the process. In this case, that mom deer was waiting for me to get my sorry butt away from her baby so she could take care of her, not me. She didn't need me to intervene. She needed me to get the hell away from her baby and not intervene. Luckily, I worked through my brain BS and didn't do anything stupid in hopes that it would all play out well. I did actually consider whether or not I should pick up the fawn. (laughs) I'm just giving you a little glimpse into how my brain works because I was toying with the idea, but I didn't do it. And trusting the process here was relatively easy, and the outcome was awesome. But it's not always as easy to understand why things are happening or how they're going to play out and trust that it's going to happen exactly as planned. For me, the universe taught me that lesson last week because I had stopped trusting the process of becoming an entrepreneur and was full of doubt and fear. Somewhere along the way, I started to think that something had gone wrong. I should be doing better than I was. I should have more clients. I should be making more money. And the problem with that is I'll never get the results I want if fear and doubt are my points of attraction. The reminder to trust the process was perfect in its timing and something I'm really focusing on now. I am completely back in it and I know that I'm aligned and in the right place because of the way it makes me feel. I feel at peace and I feel grounded. So you might be asking yourself, how does this apply to you? Well, I'm sure you have situations where you need to trust the process And it can be really difficult to do. Could be you're starting a new job and wondering how you're ever going to feel confident and efficient in your role. You may be going back to school and terrified because you don't know how to operate technology and it's an online program, which if you listen to my other podcast episodes, you know that actually happened to me. You might be in a relationship that's rocky at the moment and you're not sure if it's going to last the, I forget what that saying is, but what the outcome will be. You may have a loved one who is terminally ill and it's really hard to watch them suffer and you don't know how long you're going to have to watch it for. You may be having trouble conceiving a baby and cannot envision a future without children in the event that you're not able to have them. Everything that we want in our lives requires us to trust the process and know that everything is happening exactly the way it's supposed to. How do we know that? Because it's always the way it's happening. Don't listen to your brain BS when it tries to get clarity before it's time to have it. Stay present, stay in the moment, and trust, trust, 
and then trust even more. The universe is always offering us lessons if we are self-aware enough to receive them. In this case, that baby fawn trembling in the grass alone triggered thoughts in me that something had gone terribly wrong, and it was my responsibility to fix it. Luckily for me and the deer, I know how to manage my mind and was able to choose thoughts on purpose that led to me trusting the process and not touching that sweet little fawn. That turned out to be a valuable reminder of the importance of trusting the process and that I had actually stopped doing that with my business endeavors. I was so caught up in my own brain BS that I did not even realize I stopped believing in myself and in the process. Fortunately, the events of the morning have got me back on track with believing in myself and trusting the process. I want to add a little something here also that I hadn't planned to add, but it just popped up into my head, so I'm going to. I had been managing my mind for really um, doing a pretty good job of it for quite some time. So when it recently came back, all my brain BS and I lost my peace of mind and I lost that that wonderful feeling of being grounded and at peace with myself. To have it back now, it makes me really, really grateful. And it makes me want to tell other people and show other people how to get that. And not only how to get it, but how to keep it. And how to get it back when you lose it momentarily. So it's a really, really important process. This is super important work, guys. This is this is life-changing, and it is the difference between having an amazing life and one that's just okay. So I hope you learned something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would like to invite you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast and leave a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and look for coaching options that are available to you and to learn more about the work I do. Lastly, I also would like to invite you to join the Brain BS group on Facebook where we can dig deeper on the topics we discuss in this podcast. And remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS.